Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast, where we are making church matter. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz, your host, and I'm joined by Tom Corcoran today. Hi, Tom. Hey, Kelly. It's good to be here as we kick off Lent. Yeah, today's Ash Wednesday, and... The first day of Lent, we have our ashes on our heads this morning as we get ready to, to chat about not being offended. So I'm offended that I have to give stuff up for Lent, Tom. <laughs> you don't like giving up stuff for Lent? <laughs> well, I don't. I, I, I don't. I like being comfortable. I, I think I'm a little selfish in this regard, but I'm giving up. I'm giving up something this year. Okay. But you don't want to say it is because you don't want to, to well, get in trouble or no, afraid you'll I'll, lose think, a spiritual blessing if you say it? I'll... I'll well, I guess I can say it. I'm kind of ashamed by it, actually, is why I don't want to say it. <laughs> okay. All but right. Back in July, I was diagnosed with some allergies, and I can't eat a whole lot. So I'm not giving up any food or okay. drink, okay? So, because my diet is already limited. Like, what are you going to eat if you give, if you give us right. something Right, what up? am I going to Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I'm not I doing that. I feel bad for you on that. But I think I replaced eating, like, the comfort of eating certain snacks and treats and sodas and stuff. I think I replaced it with something else, shopping. So I am giving up shopping. I'm not going to spend any money on myself. I think I'll give up shopping for lunch. Yeah, I bet that's going to be hard for you, huh? (laughs) Actually, I have to buy some stuff for the, like, Eagle Super Bowl championship stuff. Sorry. Sorry, I I had to drag that in here somehow. There we go. (laughs) But I actually, that is the one thing I have to shop for. But yeah, usually to give up anything for Lent shopping would be pretty pretty easy for me. Easy for you. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's become a habit out of boredom. My kids are getting older and so they're not hanging out with me as much and I'm spending time on Amazon and that free shipping, you know, I'm just. (laughs) just, So if Amazon stock goes down, it might be because of you. It'll be because of me, yeah. Sorry. So if you have stock in Amazon, sell it now. No. Um, Are you going to share with us what you... Well, I, always, I give up the same three things every year because I I need to. It's alcohol, mm-hmm. coffee, and chocolate. And okay. I mean, I mostly drink beer. I'm a, mostly a beer drinker, mm-hmm. but I give up all alcohol because at times I've given up beer, then I just start drinking... You just drink something <laughs> else. Something else. <laughs> mixed drinks and, um, um, you know, chocolate and coffee. And, and I need to do that because, I mean, I really 
do when I give it up, it's like life has no meaning. And like it, sh- it shows me how bad, like <laughs> it, coffee's the worst. Actually. I used to think yeah. that I figured like a beer at night might be the worst, but coffee's the worst, but like, there's just not that thing to look forward to. Now it is interesting. Right. How'd you go through Lent? You find other things and it kind of gets less like, I, don't, I think I might get a headache in a couple of days from coffee. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, then you kind of like do start replacing it. Like I'll have a cup of tea at night or yeah. I'll have like, uh, right. those, I like those sparkling waters. Uh-huh. Like kind yeah. of like, Perfect. You know, so it is funny how you start replacing it with other things, although yeah. those are a little healthier. But then on Easter Sunday, when I get to have you coffee just... and some chocolate together, I'm just, that's like, Chug I can't wait. Eat. I can't wait to, to do that. <laughs> oh, so well, it sounds like a good sacrifice. Yeah. Those that. are things. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I say it cause I just, I know I need to do it. Right. And I, and I like, I have a, probably a lot of people love hate with Lent. Like oh, I yeah. know I need it. It's a good practice and self-control and yeah yeah, we yeah we need we need to do it all right so today we're talking about the battle of offense or being offended and more specifically we want to talk about not being offended or how not to be offended so there's a couple of things this is a series that we're getting ready to do during lent here in our parish and we're really excited about it because this is definitely a common problem like everybody has this problem right right i think it's a growing problem in our culture mm-hmm. uh and hmm. we've had no small small conversations about it when we've right. had message right. meetings about this topic it's not like we've run out of steam we could keep keep, keep going and going and going right. talking about what offends people and how we get offended and what it looks like so that's how you know um, you have a good message on your hands huh? right right yeah so hopefully it will the series will, will come out well but i think we can go through some of these things but i think it and we might get to this as well just i think it's a really important in church world because i think we get offended working at a church we're with people we work with people there's so many opportunities to be offended right um and you know some of it a lot of this comes out of a book, and I think we'll get this called The Bait of Satan, which I read a while back, and it really hit me. Um, it's by a guy named John Bevere about just, I was getting offended working in the church, and I was getting mm-hmm. offended by people, and it was destroying, I think, what God wants to do through me, and taking me down a path of, um, you know, getting more bitter and mm-hmm. um frustrated and, and just all these angry and all these things because that offense can re- lead to. people were criticizing what you were doing? Yeah, doing that and then just people I was working with and <laughs> and, and getting irritated. So both mm-hmm. of those things. Okay. And um, I had to really, I read through, at, at one point, I, I remember I read this book and it, it, it just challenged me. So that's kind of what the series comes out of a little bit, I think. And for, so I think for people who are working in the church, I think the enemy kind of skipping ahead and we're not really talking about this a lot in the series of the church but the enemy really does want us to be offended and live out of that offense because then he neutralizes us or can even destroy the good things we're trying to do uh, in fact uh, sorry we're, we're going on this a little bit longer it's than okay. I expected to yeah you know there's a parish that is in our rpa and just told me about some things that had happened and i know it's somebody got who was really involved quit and left the parish and that's offense. That's somehow they got offended and right. they got offended by a, ba- a decision they didn't agree with. Right. So, and rather than working it out and dealing with it, they just quit. And that's, who do you think's behind that? You right. know? Right. Um, so, so they had some sort of emotional investment in something that right. then got changed. Right. A decision was made and they got, and yeah. I, to be upset, to be uh, sure, sure yeah. that, that's fine. Or if you don't yep. agree with it, but a lot of times, um, Again, this is this is a tool the enemy will use to to destroy churches and destroy the things we are trying to achieve. So mm-hmm. um, it's a message we all, I think, need to look at and take personally if our churches are going to go where God wants them to go. 
So throughout this series, we are we are sure of three things about being offended. Do you want to tell us all three of those now, or do you want to just start with the first one? All right. So let's go. Yeah. Let's we'll build tension so people. Okay. Gotta, there's three. Yeah. yeah. Through, there's so three. Uh, the last so, one is difficult. Really. I okay. think so. All right. Well, the first one is offense is inevitable. That again, it's you're going to happen. Yeah. You're going to get offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about, and this kind of came through our message meetings. This was really good. Roberta, actually, Father White's sister brought this up because mm-hmm. there's both re- perceived offenses. That was her, right. uh, her word. Yeah. I thought that was good. And real offenses. Yeah. So perceived offenses are, you know, my feelings are hurt. My pride is wounded. My ego is, is, is hurt. And, but. I might disagree with somebody, kind of like we're talking about that one parish. Yeah. But it's just my wound. It's my pride. It's not, no, I haven't been harmed. You've taken it personally. You've taken it personally. And when you say taken, that's a decision that you made. I took it. I took it and I took it personally. Right. Yeah. And and that we're not always in control of that. There's certain things that strike our nerves for different experiences we've had. Certain things can roll off us and certain things might not. But the right. reality is if we objectively pull back from that. Right. And analyze it for just a minute. Just even. a minute. We yeah. say, hey, no injustice has been done. Right. Nothing. I haven't been, you know, lied to, cheated on, you know, right. stolen from, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. I just don't like way. it. I or, disagree. Or I and disagree. that's okay. You're allowed to disagree. Right. It's just what you end up doing with it. Right. And sometimes, you know, people are insensitive. You know, they're not emotionally intelligent. They might say mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't have said that. And, right. And, and again, in healthy relationships, that person might come back, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Or you'd right. go to that person and say, I just, that struck yeah. the wrong chord with me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. And we move on. I didn't know. Yeah. And we I move on. Know. Right. And, um, and that's how, I mean, what you just described is. You went through it pretty quickly, but that's a really healthy relationship, <laughs> and it doesn't always work like that. Right. So there's more room to even be offended when it doesn't. Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, in my own marriage, I would say very early on, I think that happens to a lot of couples, I was offended by my wife by things, whatever, that right. were not in, injustices she had done to me, but I was very immature, and, yeah, I'd run away, and I wouldn't say that. Now, mm-hmm. our relationship, you know, there was something – you know, it happened a couple months ago and I, and I got upset, I got hurt and I ran away, but then I came back and said, right. okay, here's what I needed to hear from you then as my wife, I needed to, yeah. and he's like, okay, I got, you know, and yep. you know, and that's a healthy, mature relationship. Yeah. It's the on, only so. way to move forward. Yeah. So anyway, that's, there's, and so there's perceived offenses, perceived offense. but there's also real offenses. There are times when we, there, an injustice has been done. So tell us about that. Well, I, again, we live in a sin stained world. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's fallen. Uh, so you're going to be lied to. You're going to be cheated, cheated on. You're going to be gossiped about. You're going to be betrayed. You're going to, and again, in church world, that will happen. <laughs> and oh. it's so bad. We, we, we think that shouldn't happen here, but it will. Or, you know, again, or, you know, there's some people could leave your parish because they just don't agree with the direction anymore. That's a, that's sure. okay. We can be hurt by that, but. Particularly when you're rebuilding. Right. When you're rebuilding. Yeah. That's a perceived, but there's real offenses. People. That well, you to think go be gossiped into- about, that's yeah. so, that's, I mean, I see that as the worst one there for me. Yeah. I can't, I just, I, I hate any kind of mischaracterization and I want to defend myself. And I've learned from you in several situations. No, no, don't defend. <laughs> Defensiveness just looks like you're scrambling, you're guilty and you're scrambling to change someone's huh. 
notion about you. A.W. Tozer, Five Spiritual Laws, Never Defend Yourself. Okay, I need to read that. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. Um, And that's only the five spiritual laws I remember, but someone told me those laws. (laughs) That's an important one then. And uh, that's the one I remembered. So Hmm. offenses are inevitable. And again, there's other things. Maybe sometimes we should be offended too. You know, in the gospel we'll look at in the third week of the series, it's Jesus is offended that his father's house is being made a den of thieves, a Mm -hmm. marketplace. And, you know, there's some things that should get us offended or think that's wrong and outraged. Right. But again, so the thing is, okay, what do we do with that once that happens? So there's real injustices in the world and... And it's inevitable. We are going to be offended. And Mm -hmm. that part is okay. We're going to be offended. Jesus was offended. He even got angry when he was offended. That's okay. What's next then? But then we have to recognize that uh, offense is a trap. That um, we're going to be tempted to then rather than deal with offenses in a healthy way to harbor them, um, that, uh, we're going to take them into our hearts and again, live out of that offense. And when we take offense into our hearts, we become defensive people. Um, dang it. You're calling me out. (laughs) So, um, you know, so again, I think two people that become uh, live with offensive on their hearts, they develop Mm -hmm. a victim mentality, Mm -hmm. right? Somebody, everybody owes me something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so why are you saying that? Or what's your, what's well, your... I'm just thinking about a couple of fences and they're not at work. They're in my personal life, but I still remember them. Uh, two specifically, one is so ridiculous. It was about another mom who yelled at my kid. And anytime, if you're a mom, if you're, even if you're a dad, probably you're offended when somebody, um, speaks ill of your child in any way and and I just I still remember the offense and I still have imaginary conversations of what I want to tell her (laughs) that was the truth of that situation I mean it it was probably 10 years ago well yeah well I still think about and it damaged our relationship like we don't have a friendship anymore yeah that's that's sad to hear yeah and it it can do that right Which, which is something we didn't talk about earlier but we've talked about in our conversations is that the way we're offended is gonna be very personal mm hmm you know, again, out of, out of, out of a, your mom, right. anyone who attacks your kids, you're going to take that very personally. Yeah. You but know? you could feel this. You probably feel the same way about your work, you know? You can feel like, that about your work. Yeah, right. like something I wrote or something I created. Right. And someone just outright criticizes it. Right. Yeah. Or we joked, you know, for me, you can offend my, the way I look. I'm not going to be. You can <laughs> criticize it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a good dresser. I, I know that. I'm not. <laughs> well, you don't shop. <laughs> there you go. Except for Eagle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You know, whereas like someone like Father White, he takes a lot of pride. You know, right. Yeah. Some people, other people on staff, they take uh-huh. a lot of pride in how they look. And if you were to say those clothes look terrible, they'd be terribly offended. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas you say to me, I'm like, okay, which, what is yeah. it? What I don't even me? know what I put on this morning. <laughs> yeah, Who cares? So, yeah. Um, but <laughs> versus, yeah. I, I, so we'll, we'll, there's different different things that can offend us based on our history, based on what we think is important. Now, here's a kind of sad irony. We're going to talk about this in the third week of our series. But the sad irony is this, is that you're most sensitive to where you want to be most successful. Mm. So so, the, you, so it's so difficult to grow then in that area. Exactly. So you you love something so mm-hmm, much that mm-hmm. it can be very easily offended. You know, you take great pride in your children. Yeah. So, but if if I see something in you that hey Kelly, you know, here's a problem with Tucker. You know that there's something going on, or or yeah. I say hey Kelly, you know, you could be a little, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of give you some parenting advice. You're, you you know, probably punch you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll take all the parenting advice I can get. But you could be very easily offended there because it's so important to you. And um, 
so that's the kind of sad irony too is what's most important to us where we most want to grow and succeed Mm -hmm. is exactly where people might be offend us the most and therefore not give us the feedback we need and that's the other thing about again when we take offense so easily on things people aren't going to give us the truth right they're going to hide the truth from us so uh anyway just continuing this uh, offense is a trap if we fall into it we become entitled Mm -hmm. Uh, people owe me i'm a victim i think we just and two when we live in the offense of the trap uh, or the, the, the trap of offense is that we become self-centered because yeah, I come focused on my hurt. Yeah. You know, when we start, when we start to put all of these different words to being offended, like self-centered and victim mentality, and I'm entitled and people owe me and I'm angry and I'm resentful and I'm bitter. Like there's something about being offended that makes me feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm offended. <laughs> I should be offended. But then when you hear all those other synonyms really for being offended, it's not as attractive. Right. No, no one wants to be like this. Right. No one, no one says my goal in life is to become. Yeah. Self-centered. A, a entitled, self-centered <laughs> yeah, right. jerk. Right. Yeah. But. Um, you know, and again, and just on our notes we have here uh, from John Bevere in the bait of Satan, you know, if the evil one can get us to live out of an offended heart, offended heart, mm-hmm. he wins. Yeah. He wins. And so, um, so those are the first two that offenses are inevitable and offenses are a trap. Okay. Well, we will come right back on the other side and we'll hear the third definite fact about being offended. The most difficult one. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Rebuilt Field Guide will lead you and your leadership team through assessment and goal-setting exercises that will help you revitalize your church. The workbook offers practical steps that will bring your team together so that you can affect change in your parish. If you know your parish needs to change or want to introduce the principles of Rebuilt, but you don't know where to start, the Rebuilt Field Guide is the perfect resource. You can order the Field Guide from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at Ave Maria Press. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the Rebuilt Podcast. I'm Kelly and I'm joined by Tom and today we are talking about how to become unoffendable. We started in the first segment saying that offenses are inevitable. It's going to happen. We're going to be offended. However, offenses are a trap. So we have to be careful. We want to step back and sort of examine it when we're offended. So we have a third point that is a definite for being offended. They're inevitable. They're a trap. And finally, Tom, what are we going to do after that? Well, that's the third is offense. We have a choice. So we have a choice. <laughs> that's why is that so hard for you to hear that? Because I mean, I think a lot of people are with me thinking, no, no, I don't. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice about being offended. I don't have a choice about getting angry, which, you know, like we said before, I, I think maybe I'm confusing it a little bit. Like, we are going to be offended. We are going to be angry. The choice is what we do with that. Yeah, exactly. And how we can deal with that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Let's get into that. Because I think that's hard. I, I just don't, don't think people think about it. Huh. You don't think, it, well, <laughs> no, you're, no, you don't think that's think. hard? Yeah, no, I think it's hard to deal with. I think offenses are hard, are hard to deal with. They take time. And I, yeah. Again. I mean, I think people are going to be surprised to hear that we have a choice here. I really do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like I asked my husband what he's most offended by in preparation um, for this series. And he said he's, he's most offended by, um, he is offended by other people's politics, which I think is really crazy. I would not, I mean, I, I, I don't know Jeremy yeah, real well. Yeah, he's pretty laid back. Yeah, he's pretty laid back. So I wouldn't think about But he's got pretty strong views. Okay. Um, and so anyway, that was one. And the other one was when people at work don't 
take accountability for their mistakes and mm-hmm. someone else gets blamed and they don't step right. up. So he's really offended by that. Um, but he doesn't hold on to anything. So I guess he's not a great example. I, I just think people are going to be surprised to know they have a choice here of how huh. to deal with it. That's, that's interesting. Um, so and, and kind of ours is going to come out. Our choices really are, are twofold. One, you avoid the temptation to do something negative with it, right? You avoid the right. temptation to bring into your heart and harbor mm-hmm. it. You get, you get rid of it. We'll talk about ways you can get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you say, okay, it's, you know, I let it go. I, I focus my attention. I, I forgive the person. That'd be one thing. I, I, I recognize, okay, they didn't mean it. Or right. I just kind of, I let it roll off me in some way. If it's, you know, especially if it's just a perceived offense, if mm-hmm. it's a, a real wound, I got to deal with that. A real injury. I got to deal with that another way. Right. Um, but then two, then we say we could just got to repent and believe that the, those are the two kind of basic choices, avoid the temptation. But then if we do bring it in, we right. got to re- repent of having harbored that offense, l- held it in our hearts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. turn away from it. That's all repent means. So right. it's a great. Le- this is why this is a great Lenten great Lenten series. Yeah, and then believe the good news. And so we just have some ideas here that you know repent of harboring offense and believe the good news that God Christ died for us and forgiven us so we can forgive others. Right. Okay. Uh, repent and believe the good news that God is for us even when others are against us. Um, I like that one. We can. Uh, repent and believe the good news that even though others don't treat us as we deserve, God has treated us better than we deserve, not counting our real offenses against against him, against him, against us, but treating us with mercy and kindness. That's a little awkward sentence there. <laughs> uh, but again, the idea that, hey, we didn't treat God right, right. <laughs> but God doesn't hold it against us, so right. we don't want to hold it against others. Repent of our unrealistic expectations for others that are based on our desires and wants and believe the good news that God can give us infinitely more than we can imagine see that's the thing some of our offenses come because we have unrealistic expectations for others right that are based on what we want not right where they've ever promised to give us right and a lot of times those yeah those expectations are based on something very lofty that we're not even holding ourselves to that standard sometimes you know but we want to hold other people to that standard yeah and, and sometimes it's a standard we fulfill but it's not realistic for us to expect somebody else to fulfill right um uh repent uh, but again, our expectations for people to give us perfect love because, again, the people around us are going to fail us. I think yep. they're they're not perfect, but God is, and uh, we can get perfect love from our Heavenly Father. Repent of our need for life to always be easy and getting <laughs> offended when life is not. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like that one, too. That's a really and good believe one. the good news that God makes all things work together for our good. So, again, when, when life gets hard, a lot of times we get offended. Yeah. Because I don't want my life to be hard, as you're saying. I want my life to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be comfortable. My kids like to be comfortable. My kids are very offended when anything gets hard. But they're <laughs> they're both at that age where things have been easy. You know, they're both young teenagers, and so things are getting harder. And they're definitely offended when things don't go perfectly their way. And we're trying to teach them what that means. Like, it's always going to be hard. Right. You know, a lot of things are going to be hard. And a lot of things in your life are really easy. So right. anyway, you got a pretty good, good parenting moment. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell my kids too. Uh, they, repent, they don't know. They're not going to know. And no, it's until it, much later. Repent on the offense that when, um, when we take the world, you know, again, when the world doesn't revolve around us, it's the same idea. We mm-hmm. believe that yeah. again, the world revolves around God. The good news that we get to live for God's purpose is not our own. Again, these are all these offenses and dealing with the well are always, and again, a death to self. So yeah. we'll talk about a couple of these things. Um, Again, why this matters in ministry, it's, it's a spiritual trap. People will leave a parish or leave a ministry because they've been offended or hurt. It happens all the time, all the time. 
And a lot of times it's because they simply have not dealt well with an offense or something. Again, it could be unrealistic, unmet expectations. It could be a real injury. Um, it could be um, not getting what I want <laughs> or, or unmet, ex- again, unmet expectations in some way. Right. And people. So they're, they're handling it poorly. And right. as a result, they're offending other people around them. Mm-hmm. Or trying to hurt other people around them. Right. and Or they just act out of that offense. Again, the, the mm-hmm. parish I'm thinking of, I, 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 I understand what happened. The, the, yeah. the, this one volunteer who was a super volunteer is acting out of being offended. But either he should have, you know, again, the right thing there is to look for mercy and forgiveness. Right. To try to reconcile. Because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, that's the reading about today is given the ministry of reconciliation or to, to, be, to have the, the humility to understand yeah, it's not all about me, or I didn't get what I wanted. But again, it happens all the time. So yeah, I heard uh, we were at a meeting one time, and it was contentious. I don't remember what the decision was um, that we were trying to make, but Brian Crook, um, who is our director of strategic planning, he said to you, "I disagree, but I submit to your authority." And that phrase was amazing to me. And I've seen it in the Bible, actually, in a couple places in the Bible now. <laughs> I don't remember then. this story, but go oh, ahead. Man. Well, I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember the topic, but that phrase, I, I disagree. I mean, it was contentious. It was back and forth and back and forth. And then he finally said, well, I disagree, but I submit to your authority because it wasn't going to change whatever decision we were making. It wasn't changing based on his opinion. And he said, I, I disagree, but I submit to your authority. And I've used that a couple times since then. And it's just an amazing way to let go of being offended. Hmm. I've spoken my mind. I've been heard. And I think, we're, you know, you have to have people around you that are pretty good at that if you're going to let it go. I mean, right. even if you don't, you have to find a way to to let some offenses go. But it really helps. Just that phrase helps. Yeah, and that, that's good. I mean, and there's probably, we'll talk in a couple of ways of which to deal with offense health in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, but there's probably a million more ways out there too, so. Yeah. So what um, are a couple of other ways that, or what are a couple of reasons why this matters? I mean, I've talked a little bit about how it's mattered in my personal life, but why does it matter in ministry? Well, again, because we, we need to keep supple, humble hearts and to to for God to use us. I mean, God gives grace to the humble, but opposes the proud. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, a lot of this goes with pride. Being offended and pride, I think, go together a lot. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And so if we deal with this, again, God can use us. We can have soft and tender hearts. Kind of line I have, I don't know if this will, will, will last, but, you know, we need we need people with thick skin and soft hearts, right? Yeah. Um, people that have, have thick skin and, and can, can take things, can take yeah. you know jesus took abuse mm-hmm. he, he was offended a lot he was criticized a lot a lot i mean yeah. he called a drunkard he was called you know insane uh, crazy uh, crazy called son of the devil called things were said about his mama i mean he <laughs> had to have pretty thick skin yeah. but he never lost the tender heart mm-hmm. he was offended all the time right um and and probably more than anybody else he was sensitive to that offense and yet thick enough skin but a humble enough heart to to lay down his life. So it's, it's huge. Good example. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how are we going to deal with offense? What are some sp- specific ways that we can start to move past the times when we are offended? How can we say, I disagree, but I submit <laughs> to your authority. Well, that's one good one. I think right there. Um, you know, I think a couple things we have, we're going to talk through our series with our, our, our church is number one, we have to reframe the situation because so what happens so often with an offense is it gets like, we get myopic. That's, you know, I'm putting yeah. my hand in my face, but they can't see yeah, that yeah. because this is an audio <laughs> podcast. But um, that's all we can see. Yeah. We can only see the offense and we don't right. see the larger picture. 
Um, and that's why that one truth, um, you know, God makes all things work together for the good of those who love him. Mm-hmm. That even if we're, you know, if it's a perceived offense or a real offense, God wants to bring good out of this situation. And God's going to do that in his way. But not if I get so, but I had to cooperate with God. And if I get so wrapped up in the offense, I'm going to miss out on the larger thing that God is doing. Mm. Uh, look at the story of Joseph yeah. in the Bible. Here's a guy whose who's brothers sell him into slavery because they're offended <laughs> that by he's his dream. by his dream. <laughs> and, you know, I guess what probably wasn't very emotionally intelligent of Joseph to right. tell him that dream. But right. <laughs> the same thing is he didn't do anything wrong to them, but they're offended. They sell him into slavery. Joseph, at any of those points, could have just been like, lived out of that offense, but instead he did his job. He did the best he could in every situation. And then he rises up to be the second in command of Egypt. And he recognizes that was God's plan all along, that God had used him to save many people's lives. And what his brothers had intended for evil, God intended for good. And so if we can just keep pulling, anytime we're offended, like, okay, God wants to use this in some way. If I'm offended because it strikes a nerve or it's insensitive, well, maybe there's a wound in my heart. God wants to heal. And I need to bring that to God. Or if it's, you know, I've been really offended, God wants to bring some good out of this in some way right. um, that I can't I can't see right now, but I'm going to trust God is going to do that. So if I can pull back and see the larger picture of God's love. Right. That's Especially in, in a church that's rebuilding, I feel like there's seasons of being offended too. Right. And so you really need to pull back and think, okay, God is doing something here. God is working here. Because I'm being offended every day. I mean, I've been in seasons like that. Yeah, and then just other note we have here is others don't have the final say on us. Again, it's it's God that has the final say. Uh, then the next one we say is this is receive feedback well, mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. to to listen. So don't shut down the truth. Um, you know, what say about the truth? The truth will set you free, but first it'll make you miserable. <laughs> um, there's brutal there's brutal facts. So we need to learn to see um, feedback. Because a lot of times that's where we're offended by. People right. give us feedback and we get offended. Whether it's true or not true, it doesn't matter. We get no, feedback. just get offended. Um, it depends on who it comes from sometimes. Like if it comes from someone you trust, you're more willing to take it. But there's truth in in feedback from people that you don't trust right. or, or like. There's truth there too. So you have to be yeah. willing to. Yeah. No, a lot of times there's a kernel from our critics. Yeah. We can even learn from our critics. That's there's right. a kernel of truth there. And in if the we're... big pile of junk, there's a <laughs> Right, a kernel Some, of truth. Yeah, yeah, there always is a small kernel of truth and somewhere. So, and probably if we're offended or hurt, because they hit it right. somewhat. Right. So I like this story about Henry Cloud, about Henry Cloud, who's a psychologist, read a lot of his stuff. Um, but he talked about being a bunch of guys, a bunch of people around the table, leaders, and one of them was a very young leader, and one of the older leaders said, hey, can I, can I give you some feedback? And the guy said, sure, give me a gift. You know, that's the way to look mm-hmm. at feedback. If we can really come to look at it as a gift. Yeah. Um, Proverbs, you know, twelve one says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Um, but he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> and so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Don't be stupid. Uh, don't be stupid. Proverbs 29.1 says, he who is reproved often uh, yet stiffens his neck will soon be broken beyond healing or suddenly wow. be broken beyond healing. That hmm. Again, these are all opportunities for us to heal. And, and to grow. So if we can look at any kind of times we're offended, um, especially by people's feedback or perceptions of us, there's opportunities to grow. Um, 
And then, oh, more offended by what, what was that? We, we talked about this, about the comment you made in the meeting. Yeah, Tom was recently offended by me and he <laughs> added it to our outline for this podcast. And I didn't know I offended him. Why don't you tell the story, Tom? No, um, and, I don't know. No, it's just in the, you, we were evaluating the last series and you thought yeah. you said there wasn't enough application in this or something to that effect. Or I didn't feel like there's a lot of application and I immediately got offended. Yeah. And I wanted to shut it down. Did you get offended because it's true to some degree. <laughs> is there a kernel of truth? I don't. Uh, well, or did I really hurt your feelings? I always Let's work this out. No, because I take them all personally and worked on and you know, yeah, work on because it's of your work. Yeah, and yeah. you spent a lot of time on it. And sure. so, um, I don't know how. I, I guess you didn't know that. That's good because I I felt it, but I didn't. I I tried to lean no. into it more. So, uh, which is the thing when when someone says something, when you're most offended, that's when you most need to lean in. Yeah. Because those—that's the real growth opportunity, um, and so when someone so says, "So did you lean in and question it?" A little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I 100. percent I could okay. have probably leaned in a little more. Yeah. But well, you should. I tried to. <laughs> there you go. You should. I mean, it's it, sometimes I feel like in message meetings, it's so hard to evaluate because we work here, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Lean in. Lean in. Um, we better move on a little bit. We're running. Run, yeah. Run yeah. Longer. Okay. So uh, why else are we offended? Let's see. Or what else do we, we got to do? We got to forgive. I think that's pretty, okay. that's mm-hmm. pretty, yeah, <laughs> we need to forgive. Um, I guess we got to go and do that. That's a quickly. whole other series. That's yes. some other time. But if people want more on that, uh, you know, forgive the people who offended you. And we did a series four. last year on forgiveness, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then week four of this series will be that. And then death to self that we eventually got to die again. I think die to ourselves. That's, you know, die to our pride, die mm-hmm. to our ego because the bigger our ego the more likely we're going to be offended. Yeah, and that's just something to work on all the time. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be a great series. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to wrap up. Join us April 16th and 17th, 2018, for an exciting conference for pastors, parish leaders, staff, and volunteer ministers, and anyone who is interested in making church matter for their community. The Rebuilt Conference is for people in the trenches who are building or rebuilding healthy and growing communities in faith. This year's conference will take place in our brand new church, so it will be a one of a kind celebration. Along with presentations from Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran, you'll hear from Jeff Cavins and Pastor Craig Groeschel. Jeff is the creator of the Bible Timeline and a wildly popular Catholic author and speaker. Craig Groeschel is the founding pastor of Life Church, the largest church in the U.S. with 27 locations in eight states. Come to the Rebuilt Conference to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped for the work in the trenches. You can register at rebuiltconference.com that's rebuiltconference.com. Registration opens October 1st. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. We're wrapping up our conversation today about becoming people who are unoffendable, that take no offense. Make no mistake that being offended is a huge battle. It is inevitable that we will be offended, but it is a trap. The anger and resentment that we can take into our hearts because of being offended is a trap. And we have a choice in how to deal with that. And here are some of the things that you can choose when you are dealing with being offended. The first one is that you can just step back and reframe the offense. Why am I offended? Who is the person who has offended me? Offenses don't have the final say on us. Secondly, we can decide that we're going to receive feedback well. We can say, thank you for your feedback. Give me a gift, as as Dr. Henry Cloud said. And let's see, next 
is that we can forgive. We can decide to forgive the people who have offended us. We can cancel the debt. We can decide we're not owed anything. Forgive one another as Christ forgave us. And then finally, uh, the last way that we can deal with being offended is to die to self, to work on being more humble, to work on our pride and and big egos. And I think we can all um, sort of get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, if you don't think <laughs> you need problem. that, then you're a bigger problem. Right, but... <laughs> that's right. So thanks so much for being with us today. This is going to be a great series. Make sure you check out the messages on our website. Tom, will you close us in prayer today? Sure. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, Father, we just, uh, we thank you that when we offended you, when we harmed you, and uh, you didn't turn your back on us, but you sent your son to die for us. So God, we pray that through the series, we would learn, again, to have thick skins, but, but soft and tender hearts uh, so that we don't take offense into our hearts, but uh, deal with it in a healthy way, move past it so God, so that the evil one does not steal the good work or stop the good work you want us to do, but that um, with humble hearts we can achieve uh, what you want us to achieve. We can build your kingdom with you. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 